Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. If I could quit being an actor and be a full-time poet and be successful at it, I would do it. But I don't think there's any money in poetry. And also, I'm a little intimidated by it. But I love what I think probably my favorite thing to do artistically is to write a poem. Really? Yeah. Did you write any recently? I know I a lot of people loved uh, Billy's debonair hair poem. Yeah, that's quite good. Did you write a debonair that hair That went viral. Poem? Yeah. Today, I don't have debonair hair. I have, well, I have what I call high hair. So, see how my hair is basically straight up and down? Yeah. There's no wave to it at all. It's straight up and down, but it's also got forward motion. Thank you. It's a little, uh, kind of a little Max Headroomy, and it was way worse until I looked in the rearview mirror of my car and I thought, that's not cool. That's like a flat top. So then I pushed it down and kind of messed it about. I love it. I, re- I actually really like it. Oh, thanks, Bills. Anyway, we're here. We kind of started the podcast very casually this week because uh, John was telling us about poetry. But honestly, that is true, you know. If I could choose a medium, an artistic medium, in which it could pay my bills and I could satiate myself financially, I'd be a poet. I think it's it's a noble pursuit and you can die penniless in Spain. True something so romantic about a poet yeah and i've always loved vigo's poetry and the, the i think probably probably vigo's one of the more influential poets for me and my favorite thing about vigo and i think the thing that i took from consistently swapping poems with vigo over the years it's a brilliant note when i was when we were doing rings when i was like 23 vigo said Try and take as many words out of the poem as possible. Yeah. You want to simmer it down. I'm sure you're like this when you're songwriting. Mm-hmm. You want to simmer it down. You don't want, You don't need the and. You don't need the so. You don't need the maybe. Try and get the feeling that you're trying to achieve with the barest minimum words possible. Yeah. And that's what I subscribe to. I have written poems that might go over two pages, but it's on. it's uncommon. It tends to be couple of verses um and my favorite thing that i've done for the past like two or three years is because i don't tend to be that disciplined with poetry but in the last couple of years what i've done is written a verse wrote the word love underneath it written another verse and wrote the word love twice underneath it and kind of explored this idea of love in a whole bunch of different ways it started out when my when my nephew was born mm-hmm. so i wrote a poem about my nephew little baby boy i was like oh so much love wrote about that and then i thought oh what about how my brother thinks about his son. What about how my mum thinks about her grandson? That's all different. So looking at love from different angles and slightly kind of fitting myself into a discipline of a poem instead of write whatever you want, you know. I think that's very good, Dom. I think, um, you know, like all art forms, we're trying to make sense of things in a sort of, not a poetic way, but just trying to distill things in, whether it's a painting, a poem, music, whatever it is, which takes us back to time. Time. It's filling time before we die. Yeah. I just started reading uh, uh, Brian Greene's new book. Right. He's a quantum physicist? Sort of, yeah. Physicist, mathematician. And he's talking about time and why do we create? Is it somehow to full time, to become, um, you know, to, to, to go past our sell-by date, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I think I told you that my favourite feeling on the planet right now, this is a few podcasts ago, is doing something. Yes. And then knowing what I'm going to do just after it, that feeling. So I'm gardening. Yeah. And I think, oh, I'm coming towards the end of my gardening. And then I have this thought of, okay, once you're done with that, maybe make some lunch. And that, contented feeling of i'm in an activity i'm transitioning to another one and i know what it is it's a beautiful feeling is that in some way kind of 
that Buddhist thing of just living in the moment. It might be the moment. It's kind of like in the moment's just slightly longer than it was. Yeah, it might be the but moment. But I think, I think that probably is. You're just excited about the moment. Just to go back very briefly to yeah. poetry and songwriting and all that kind of stuff, because my brother writes uh, songs and he does it in his own unique fashion. But for you... Do you have a melody and you put the lyrics to it or do you think of kind of a poem and then try and put a melody to it? No, normally it's melody first and then I fit the words to that and I, I try to do that in, in whatever sort of interesting or poetic way that I can. So you might be walking around your house doing whatever, blah, 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 and then suddenly you have a little kind of jingly thing in your head and you spend a bit of time thinking, is that... A Beatles song is that a Led Zeppelin song, and if it's not, then you start to kind of flesh it out. Well, normally I'm sitting with an, an instrument, normally guitar, and when I do that, if I'm just going around the house, then it'll be normally just comedy songs, songs about the dog or right. why the fridge light doesn't work or right. things like that. But if it's an actual song, then I'm normally on an instrument and then actually thinking about chords and and as you say distilling it you know at, at probably the last few years i got very into kind of playing with tempos and and weird chord structures but that's all coming back to you know just play three chords and, mm. and just just uh, think of a good melody you know mm. and a massive mistake that i made in my younger years and i i endeavor to not do it nowadays because the amount of times i've done it and i thought no this time it'll be different and it's never different is if you've got an idea or a thought or whatever, a melody, and and it's nighttime and you go to sleep and you think, I'll remember that in the morning. You will not remember it in the morning, will you? Well, a lot of people say that's why Lennon and McCartney were so brilliant is because they had each other in the room right. and they wouldn't leave the room till the song was done. Brilliant. Whereas if it was just McCartney, he might have got a verse and went, ah, I'll, I'll finish this after lunch. Yeah. And you wouldn't finish it. And uh, I think it's a big thing in art, isn't it? Actually take the time to do it. That's the, that for me anyway, I don't know about you, that's the most difficult thing for me. Yeah, to finish, to, ha to have the yeah. start of an idea and get through and it. And then say, I'm actually going to sit here for two hours and yeah. finish it. Yeah. It's difficult. That's when studios, I think, come into their own or office space. When you come out of the house and you're in, in a place where you know that's what you're doing for that time. Right, the structure, yeah. Yeah, I've had it, because there's something magical in your brain going on as you're falling asleep or as you're just waking up in the morning. And I have had fully constructed, fully realised poems as I'm falling asleep at night. Oh, this and that and this and that. Oh, that's great, great, cool. So just remember the start of it and then the rest of it will flow in the morning and I wake up in the morning, boom, it's gone. Yeah. So now I just have my voice recorder on my phone and I just speak it in. And sometimes it's a magical idea. And sometimes I'll wake up in the morning, listen to it and be like, that's total nonsense. But you will always regret it if you don't try and get some of it down, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had a dream about zombies last night. Really? Yeah. Were you I, good? Did you survive? Uh, yeah. But it wasn't easy. I've watched a few zombie movies lately. Mm. I don't know if that's what's got to do with it. Possibly. But you were there. Oh, good. My family were there. Mm. And I had to think of ways of saving us. Thanks. And when I was younger, we lived in a masonette. Do you know what a masonette is? A tiny little house? No. It's like a lot of like houses upstairs and downstairs on top of each other, like three levels. Right. And they're sort of like a box. Right. So when you're in the bedrooms upstairs, if there was a fire downstairs, there's kind of no way to get out. Right. And I think my dad must have thought of this. And one day he walked in with a rope, like a log, like a mountain climber's rope. Right. I was like, what's that for? And he said, oh, if there's a fire, I'll lower you guys out the window. Brilliant. And I got a rope for all of us last night. Oh, great. When I locked all the doors with the zombies outside mm. to lower us down. Nice, thanks. No worries. Have you died? in dreams before I don't think so I've died a few times now people always say you can't die in dreams I've died at least at least three or four times that I can remember plane crashes quite often oh really so I'll die hit the ah! ground and be like ah burning hot body coming apart and then I'll be like oh 
but definitely dead, not just harmed. No, no, dead like a, like a spirit, like an entity now walking around. And someone asked me a while ago, do I have a reoccurring dream? And I did not think that I did. And I've now come to realize that I do have a reoccurring dream because it's happened quite a bit. I just keep forgetting about it. And you, you were in it recently. <clears throat> I'm at an airport, yeah. desperately trying to get to a flight. And there's some sort of distraction that takes me and you in the last yeah. one away from the gate. So the last time you and I were in a lounge, Oprah Winfrey was there. <laughs> she was chatting to us. We're like, yeah, yeah, great. Oprah, that's fantastic. We've got to get to this flight. That's it. <laughs> and she's delaying us, delaying us, delaying us. And then as we leave, someone's trying to sell us flowers and we head in the oh. wrong direction. And I'm panicking because we can't make the flight. And I read that being late, to get to a fly or struggling to get to an airplane and all this kind of stuff is that you're moving into a new part of your life, a new transitional part of your life, and you have some insecurity about what you leave behind. Oh. Now that... So that, does that mean you're leaving me? Yeah, I'm going. That's a shame. But that makes sense because we're always... Everything's always changing. Oh, in everything's changing. Can I just make my last point on zombies that I just thought? <laughs> please, please. Zombie update, zombie update. Go on. I wrote a script. Right. It's brilliant, Dom. Of course it is. It's comedy. It's got music in it. Zomedy. It's no. no. So I'm with Pete Jackson a few years ago. Yeah. I give him the script. Have read a read it. at that, Pete. Yeah. Thinking to myself, he'll probably give me five or ten million dollars. Right. Right? I'll at get the very this least made. he'll green light it. He'll green light it. Billy, I'll produce it. I can't direct it a bit busy. I'll produce it with you. I gave him it and he said to me, Is there zombies in it? I said no, and I knew at that moment he will never read that script. <laughs> he, that's honestly what he said. Oh, that's brilliant. It's just I a romantic it. comedy with some music. Uh, there's, there's a script, Pete. Is there zombies in it? No. You should have said, there will be by <laughs> six o'clock. <laughs> Give it me back, and we'll just feather we in. We just get a couple yeah. of zombies yeah. in there. His best mate's a zombie now, Pete. But um, isn't that a brilliant first question about brilliant. a script? Brilliant. He's just, Pete's, everything's on fast forward with Pete in terms of what he's doing with his life. So <laughs> I love the fact that he's like, well, that's, that's where my head's at. He, he had, he used to talk to us on Rings, didn't he? He had an idea for a zombie meets war movie. Remember? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. First World War, was it? First think, World yeah. War, so the weapons are not quite as... Yeah. Uh, I do remember that. Long distance and in the trenches, there's kind of a. Oh. We shouldn't say this because someone's going to go write it now, but. He's probably. But in the trenches, there's like. The, uh, I, I, I love this word. A pestilence. Oh, breaks a, pestilence. a pestilence has boils and warts and stuff. And that creates like a, a zombie thing. So not only are you fighting the enemy, but also your. your Co-workers? <laughs> well, let's call them that. Uh, soldier pals? What would you call them? Your army mates? What? Yeah. Those guys. Some of them are breaking out with uh, zombie diseases. Billy and Dom eat the world. Billy. What? We're actually going to slightly change the order of things. Tell me. Because we're going to eat the world because the food that we're going to eat does better when it's hot and it's currently cooling down as we speak. So we're going to eat the world now? Billy and Dom eat the world, start the show, and then we'll, we'll Tarantino it. We'll go backwards, forwards. I don't mind that, Dom, because then it's sort of like my second breakfast. Oh, lovely stuff. Here comes John. Here comes John, and all eyes are on him. Isn't he a great-looking guy? So we have... Ooh. Fries of sorts. French fries. Freedom fries. Surely this isn't what we're testing today, John. We've all tried fries before. We are testing. Hang on. Oh, there's a mouse here. I'm going to scroll down to where this thing is. Right. We are testing. Ladies uh, and gentlemen. I think we're testing fries sauce. Here it, here it comes. Is. Now, this was brought to us by Laura May, Emma L, Brittany L, Jed Shipley, SMC Utah! Courtney W. from Utah. Braden Kaysville from Utah. Lots of people from Utah. I'm guessing this is something that is quite popular in Utah. Billy, tell them what we're eating. We are eating fry sauce, which was created in the late 1940s by Don Carlos Edwards, founder of the Utah-based fast food chain Arctic Circle, originally called Pink Sauce, 
The recipe includes ketchup, meal, garlic, and a mix of other spices to create an instant hit condiment that was perfect for French fries. Now, I get the feeling I've not even tried it yet, but I did uh, give it a a little bit of a, a sniff there. I get the feeling this is one of those sauces, like you had said, that's a combination of all the things that you kind of want to put on chips or fries, ketchup, mayo, maybe a little spice, a little vinegar. It's everything all in one. Hey, guys. I'm doing a little bit of traveling right now, but I do not leave the country without a few cartons of Magic Spoon cereal. It's my favorite thing. It's basically a healthy cereal. Let me give you a few stats here, guys, to keep you interested. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That makes it a super healthy cereal. Not only that, it's only 140 calories a serving, and it's keto-friendly, it's gluten-free, it's grain-free, it's soy-free, and it's low-carb. You can build your own box or get a variety pack with available flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, my favorite, blueberry, and cinnamon. And there's a few more special flavors that they bring out every so often in the year. I just got a maple waffle flavor, which goes really well with oat milk. So guys, go to magicspoon.com slash onion to get your delicious cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code onion at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash onion and use the code onion to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Hey, guys, summer's here, and there's never been a better time to try a shirt from Untuck It. I've just packed a case. One of the first things that I put in that case are my shirts from Untuck It because after a long flight, you pull them out, they're crease-free, they look fantastic, and you can wear them on your first night out. They have performance shirts that wick sweat, which is fantastic. They also have short sleeve shirts and polo shirts that are made to beat the heat. Untuck It shirts are perfect as we transition back to the things that we've been missing, like dinners with friends, reuniting with families, going off working somewhere, and of course, going on holiday. They have sizes that fit me, Hobbit-sized, all the way up to triple XL. So there's a style and a size for everyone out there. Use the code ONION for 20% off your first purchase at untuckit.com. That's ONION for 20% off your first purchase at untuckit.com. If I was making a, a burger, burger, a sort of, um, you know, a veggie burger or a real burger, it doesn't matter. I would mix meal and ketchup and put it on the bun. What would you do? Well, just to pick you up on that point, didn't your wonderful wife a few weeks ago, whilst you were making us veggie burgers on the barbecue, didn't she fashion up a little ketchup, mayo, something else sauce? Maybe I've got the idea from her. So she might be making She might own. be making Utah fry sauce without us knowing it. I like that stuff. Oh, are you going already? I like that stuff, but I have to tell you, because I bought a massive jar of it, if I'm putting stuff on a burger now, ketchup and that jardinera. You put the jardinera? Jardinera on a burger, so it's all oily and chilies and all. I would love to look back at our jardinera episode and see what we gave it for usefulness, because that stuff is useful. It's one of my favorite moments in the podcast up to now, and I watch it every so often if I want to have a laugh, is your reaction when you first eat it. Oh, Dom! Oh, oh! You're like overcome with how tasty it is. It is so good. Well, should we give this a go? Right, ready? Uh, all right, I'm going to give it a little sniff. It's always good to, you know, start. Giving it a little Yep, it's definitely vision. got a you know. mayo ketchup sort of sniff to it. Mm. <laughs> now, have you been to In N Out Burger before? I have done. They do a fantastic uh, burger there, and I get the feeling that their kind of secret y sauce that they use is similar to this. No, it's fair now. It's kind of got. Mm. You know, if you get asked for a veggie burger and then and out, 
you know what you get? Well, if you never ask for a veggie burger in and then out, do you get a slap in the face? No, you get the bun, the lettuce and tomato. That's it. That's a statement, isn't it? No, I mean. Well, that's a statement. And they have, supposedly, uh, not that this is a piece about In-N-Out Burger, but supposedly at In-N-Out Burger, they have a lot of secret things like, you know, mm. animal style means that they grill mm-hmm. onions and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Now, let's read a little bit more stuff. I'll tell you what, that is good. It's good, that, isn't it? That. For those who haven't encountered uh, what Christensen calls the ultimate dipping sauce. Who's Christensen? Fry sauce <laughs> is, and it's most simple, an equal mix of ketchup and mayonnaise. But we don't know who Christensen is. Was it invented by a man called Christensen? No. John John Carlos Edwards, of course. Well, who the heck is Christensen? I love John's randomness of his, his, his facts. <laughs> what Christensen calls the ultimate dipping sauce. Hello, Christensen. <laughs> Also, in Japanese steakhouses, this is sometimes called yum-yum sauce. Is which, it really? Which makes sense because it's it's pretty yummy. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, John John may have who Christensen is. Here comes is. John. Casey, Casey Christensen is the chief operating officer for Arctic Circle Restaurants. Of course. Of course, of course he is. is. We should have known that, Bills. Now, now some people... Mm. Mistake fry sauce for Thousand Island. It's not the same. It's not the same, but I can see where that comes from, Dom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is also built on a mayonnaise base. But their tangy flavour is brought by Tabasco. Oh, here's a word I've never been able to say. Worcestershire. Is that right? I think you've done it. I think that would be the longer version of the word Worcestershire sauce. Sometimes people shorten it and just say Worcester sauce, don't they? Worcester, yeah. It's one of those words where I stop before I say it, because I know I'll probably get it wrong. Yeah, because you struggle saying the recent um, UFC champion's name, don't you? Dustin. That's another one where I stop. And now you've told me how to say it, so I'm good. Dustin Poirier. Oh, there you go. Billy used to say, Dustin Poirier. Oh, wow, Poirier. There you go. In addition to to making leaving its mark... On the American West, fry sauce lives a peculiar double life Mm. as salsa golf in Argentina. What does that mean? After being invented, no less, by a Nobel Prize winner, really. Well, abrigado. The the condiment (laughs) made a quick sweep through Central America, Eastern Europe and the Balkan countries and select few countries in the Middle East before the comparable Thousand Island dressing popped up in a New Orleans cookbook and probably stole its thunder in the 1900s. Um, well, fantastic news. Well, do you want to hear a legend behind it, Doc? Go on, tell us a legend. Oh, and get this guy's name. Good legend has it that Argentine biochemist and physician Louis Federico Lelois, nice. who received the prize in chemistry in 1970 after discovering the metabolic powers of sugar nucleotides. He stumbled upon his version of the fry sauce while on vacation in eastern Argentina. Argentina? Mm-hmm. According to Victor Ducroix's Los Sabores de la Patria, mm. Leloa was with friends and colleagues in Mar del Plata, a coastal vacation spot near Buenos Aires, when he decided he didn't want to eat his shellfish with the standard mayonnaise. No. His waiter was happy to bring him a slew of singular ingredients from the kitchen. Vinegar, lemon, mustard, sugar, no. No. and ketchup. Mm. The chemist, who was, I suppose, used to mixing things, simply couldn't resist. And it wasn't long before salsa golf. Named after the golf reports, the resort's restaurant where they enjoyed the meal was created. Fantastic. So a chemist got, did it. A chemist. So we've got other people around the world kind of inventing it at the same time. Although that's not outside the realms of possibilities because mm-hmm. it is basically ketchup with mayonnaise, right? <laughs> it's, not, it's not that difficult to make. But it is, it's very yummy. It would be nice if these chips stroke thighs. Thighs? F- fries? So why so many people hot. from Utah? I think it must be a, a staple in Utah, right? But um, is that... Um, go back to the, the top there, Tom. I'd love to. You know where it all started? Yeah. With the um, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, Arctic... Mm-hmm. What's it called? Arctic, Arctic Circle. Circle. Ah, they're Utah-based. There you yeah, are. they're Utah-based, so it's very very popular there. Nice to support you. You want to have some idea of what's in it, Tom? Go on. Hold on, I get my glasses. Right. 
The writing is very small. Mm-hmm. You ready? What? What do you think's the first the first ingredient? First ingredient. Sugar. No. Ketchup. No. Mayonnaise. No. Eggs. No. Flour. No. Lasers. No. Oh, I've lost it now. It's a type of oil and it begins with S. Something oil. S. S oil. Then O. I was going to say canola. Soy oil. Soybean oil. Soybean oil. And then ketchup. Ketchup, then yeah. mayonnaise, then vinegar, then vinegar, sugar, yes. then salt. High fructose. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, and mm. then the rest is underneath the sticker, so I can't tell you what the rest is. Mm. But there's a lot of, you know, it goes on and on oh, it and goes on. on all right. Spices, turmeric, calcium, something's added. Anyway, delicious. Delicious? Delicious. I like it. It's tasty. Anything else here that's interesting? It's basically saying that it's... There's there's a lot of different versions of it all, excuse me, all around the world, which makes yep. sense. Nice on chips or fries. Now, anything else that you think it would be excellent on? I think it would be good on a burger. Yeah, I think as a burger sauce, it'd be absolutely perfect. Mm. Um, and what, when they first started making it, they said people loved it so much that they started taking it home to put on their own burgers and hot dogs and chicken sandwiches and anything else that needed flavour. Mm. So that's why they've named it the anything sauce. Ah, yes. Fits with anything. Now, you know that kind of sometimes pastery dish that people do, which is kind of like, you know, the bow tie pasta, which I think is fuzili, right? Yeah, I think it's fuzili. Oh, I or think is it, you're correct. Is it fuzili? I think it's fuzili. Falfalet. Fuzili. I think fuzili is the swirls. Well, you said it. I, I think was just... it's falfalet. Bow tie, butterfly pasta. How will we ever remember it? Make a way that we will remember. Hold on till we get John to check it first. Is it falfalé? Is bow tie, butterfly pasta, John? Which which pasta shape? What is the name of the pasta shape that is in fact a bow tie or a butterfly? A bow tie. I think tie. it's falfalé. I did misspoke, misspeak, and say fuzili, but I think that's the swirls. You're right, farfalé. Poo. Um, Falfalé. If I was to say Falfalé, you'd know it was a bow tie. Never eat a foul shrimp. Eat foul. No, no, no. It's got to be a bow tie or a butterfly. Bow tie. If it's a bow tie or a butterfly, you have to say Falfalé. Falfalé. Yeah. There you go. So that, because you'd like this, Falfalé pasta. Right. Maybe a few shrimps. Maybe you've got uh, something else that goes in there, and you stir in a little bit of rice sauce. So it's got a little thousand that. island. It's a little thousand island, but not as dense as a thousand island. Not as thick. Should we give it some scores? What's the scores on the doors, Dom? Scores on the doors. Well, we're starting with flavour. Hang on, I'm just going to use my finger now, right, to, to get a real flavour right, explosion. Me too, then flavour. I mean, it's flavorful. I like that sweet. And a little, a little, is it pecan? Is that, it's is got that a right little tickle. Like a tiny little kick up the ass. That's good to give you a very short kick in the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it for flavor because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's tasty. 7.6. 6.8. Mm. Nice flavor, mm. but not for you. It's all right. It's a bit subtle. Well, Doesn't move the needle. No, it's, in fact, I should have been higher, in, but it's just like it tastes like other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While we often hear the average adult should get seven to nine hours of sleep a night, that's not always possible. More and more people are forced to make lifestyle changes to get more deep sleep. The good news is that research has shown that quality matters just as much as quantity. But what exactly is deep sleep and how do we achieve this? The first half of the night is your deep sleep window. That's when things start to drop. Your heart rate, your breathing, your blood pressure, your muscle activity, and also your body temperature. Since that temperature drop is such a crucial aspect of the deep sleep stage, finding ways to activate that sleep switch can help increase your levels of deep sleep. And that is where chilly sleep comes in. Chilly sleep Make customizable, climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili Sleep makes the ULA and Cube Sleep systems hydro-powered, temperature-controlled, 
mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. Head over to chillysleep.com slash onion to learn more and save 20% off the purchase of any new sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for the Friendship Onion listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash onion to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Hey guys, feels like things are reverting back to normal. Lots of people getting back to their jobs and maybe you're planning a holiday or maybe you're planning dinner with friends or you're going to a concert or maybe you're just looking forward to standing in line at the post office for hours. No, some things about normal life should never revert back to those times. But with stamps.com, you can skip trips to the post office and save on postage. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages and pay less, a lot less with discounted rates from USPS and UPS. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year. They offer deals you can't get anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk, and with our promo code ONION, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in ONION. That's stamps.com, promo code ONION. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Aesthetics. I wouldn't say it's the most attractive colour. Would you like it to be lighter or darker? I think I'd like it to be darker, maybe a little bit more ketchup in there, so it's a slightly reddish thing. You know that stuff? You know, because you at one point had a baby who is now a young man. You know that stuff that babies puke up when they're very small? Mm. Posit, is that right? Well, I don't know what that's called. It's like the breast milk. Yeah. Looks a little bit like posit. Or maybe the stuff that they leave in a nappy. Stroke diaper when they're very young. Oh, yeah. Which is not poop, is it? It's like a well, strange kind of mustardy thing. It must but, still be poop, is it? But poop only created from breast milk, so it has ah. a strange consistency so a sauce that looks like baby shite okay so in terms of its aesthetic and the bottle yeah i'm giving it a three i hear you and now that you've said that it's kind of put me off a little bit sorry but there's something about it that kind of cries americana to me mm-hmm. i could see myself in a diner and 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 the, you know the writing and the red and then the color of the sauce i'm going to give it a 6.5 nice yeah i could see you in a diner eating that with a with a plate of very warm french fries say hey sweetheart yeah bring me a plate of french fries and an uh, extra serving of uh, fry sauce and uh, can i get a shake with it okay give me a vanilla shake and then she comes over and she says how long are you staying in town and you say listen sweetheart you walk away uh, you, don't, you don't want to mess with me <laughs> you and i were star-crossed lovers you go west I go east. We're just ships passing in the night. not the guy for you, sweetheart. And then she leaves a number on the what? receipt. Oh, five, 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 seven, five. six, five, five. <laughs> Cindy, call me whenever. And you're like, I can't do it, sweetheart. I'm out of here. I'm going to break your heart. I broke a thousand dames' hearts across a thousand planets, and you're not the person for me. Just walk away. And she throws her, she throws her apron down. Bang! God damn you! Sonny, I quit! I'm out of here! It's over! And you're like, well, all the dimes in all the world. And your friend who's there having dinner with you says, how do you do that? And you say, that's just something I do. <laughs> it's what I do. The ladies, they love me. Pass me the fried sauce. Yeah. See, that, that could have happened. In fact, that probably did happen in a parallel universe. Yeah, of course it did. Cindy. Lovely Cindy. Now, your wife is a beautiful woman. Mm. But Cindy, she's got those, you know, those tight little American curls really tight, Oh, tight but you're asking hair. for trouble, Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a naughty woman. 
Anyway, we'll leave Cindy for another day. Aesthetics, it's not done very well. And finally, I think this is where the high scores come in. Usefulness. Well, no. Obviously, you can dip fries in it. Stick it on your burger. Stick it on your burger. Stick it on your, your chicken uh, sandwich. Now, I wouldn't do this, but would people dip a pizza? Yes, there? yes, you know, they like would. Ranch, you dip, yes, they dip would. Yes, they would. Especially if you're from Utah. Mm. And by the way, there's a map of America. I'm holding up my hand for people who are just listening. Where is Utah? I think you've told me this before. The, my wrist is California. Right. My middle finger is New York. Right. Where is Utah? Is it on the on the callus of your middle finger? Here? Yeah. I have absolutely no idea. Oh, good. Well, thanks for the reference. Is uh, I thought you were going to tell us. I have no idea. Is, uh, is Elijah from Utah? He's from Cedar Rapids, which is Iowa, which supposedly has some of the biggest skies in the world, which is always confusing to me. Yeah. I feel like skies are the same size. Yeah, everywhere. I always you know? think that. But supposedly in Iowa... You come outside your front door and you go, fucking hell, look at the size of that one. But the sky yeah. goes from horizon to horizon, doesn't it? So no matter say. where you are. So they say. How can it be bigger? I think, is it very flat, you A flat sky? No, that land is flat, so you can see longer. Ah. Although Elijah's basically blind, isn't he? He can't see nothing. He can't see a thing. Anyway, usefulness. The other thing I was going to say, hot dog. Yeah. Give me a hot dog, Earl. There you go. Here's a hot dog, buddy. And hey, give me some of that fucking fry sauce on top of it. Some onions as well. Don't forget your pickle. What's with the F-bombs? Pickle. I don't know. I'm hungry. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you did see a pasta with a shrimp on it. I thought that would really get you going. If you had to say fusilli, it would either Falfale. be a... Falfale. I'm thinking of fusilli. Falfale. If you had to say, it's either a bow tie or a... <coughs> I think you say, I have fallen foul of not wearing a bow tie. Foul filet. Do you know what I mean? That's a good way to remember it. No. No, oh, come on. I'm trying that. Do you have a favourite shape of pasta? Uh, I just like a penny. Not the shape of a penny. Penne. Penne, like a tube. Because mm. that way, if I want a lot of sauce, I'll stuff it in the tube. Mm. Like using my fork, mm-hmm. not like, you know, stuffing it in I with my thumb. thumb yeah. Or if I don't want a lot on, I'll just touch it on the top of mm. the, the penny there. Mm. I like falfalet, the bow tie pasta, and fuzzini. Fancy, isn't it? It is fancy and a bit precious. And the other one, which you don't find too often, but I really enjoy it when you get it, is the one that kind of looks like a miniature uh, wheel. Like a oh, wagon yeah. wheel, have you seen that? I have no idea what that one's called. No. Wagonos wheelos. It's a guess. Anyway, usefulness. I'm giving it a 9.5 for usefulness. Very good, that, Dom. I'll go slightly under there because I think everything's going to taste like fry sauce when you stick it on. Yeah. But other than that, a 9.2. Absolutely fantastic. Thank Very you, everyone, useful. who sent that in. Thank you, the state of Utah. And why don't we jump straight into voicemails from lovely listeners, people. Oh, emails and real mails. Fast as tigers, slow as snails. Hi, my name is Nigel. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. I'm just wondering if you could have anybody narrate your life in the same sense as Stranger Than Fiction, where Will Ferrell's life is being narrated by Emma Thompson, who would you pick and why? Love the show. Listen to it all the time. Take care. That That's a good question. Actually, Great answer, Nigel. No, not an answer. That's question, a question. Nigel. Yeah. I just watched a bit of that film. It was on TV the other day. It's really smart. Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah. Is Will Ferrell in it? Yeah. Have you never seen it? No. Oh, you must watch it. Love him. He's He can hear the narrator of his life. Oh, brilliant. In his head. Brilliant. And it turns out it's Emma Thompson, and she's writing a novel with him in it. And anything she writes happens to him, brilliant. and he hears it, and it's, it's really interesting. Oh, that's cool. I'll check it out. So who would you have in your head narrating your story? Ah, Dom goes into the supermarket to pick up some blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. Well, I I think, is she called Mindy Mindy Carling? Yes, yes. Um, She has quite a a sweet, kind of playful, joyful voice. Uh Uh-huh. I quite like her to juxtapose. Got fry sauce in the back of my throat. Don't worry about that. Juxtapose maybe, you know, some of the more 
earnest, serious things that you go through, whilst also colouring the majority of my life's journey with a little sprinkle of uh, silliness and uh, whimsy. Well, I think that's lovely, Don. Yeah, I've just thought of that. Lin- Mindy Carling, I think she's called. What about you? Um, Olivia. Oh, yeah. Larry. I, uh, no. So John Gilgood. Oh, Donners. I think I'd just love to hear John, Johnny in my head. Dear, dear Johnny. Yes. Yeah. He was the guy in Arthur. Was he, the, was he Arthur's? Yes, he was the... You uh, spoiled little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have him. Why not? John Gilgood. That's lovely. Brilliant. So John Gilgood. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you, Nigel. All the way from Texas. Do you have fry sauce? Hi, Dom and Billy. This is Gloria, and I'm so happy you started a podcast because anytime the two of you get together, it's just a barrel of laughs. My question for you is, what is a song that you guys go to whenever you need to pick me up? Thanks. Thanks, Gloria. Great memorial song. Um, I know mine because I have mine in heavy rotation. Do you? Mm-hmm. Go. For Once in My Life by the wonderful Stephen Wonder. Wonderful. Yeah. Little Stevie Wonder he used to be called, and then he grew, and then he grew, and then he grew. Uh, that's an amazing song. It's just like, come on. That is one chance. Lovely, Let's go after it. Enjoy it. What about you? Well, here's, I'll tell you something that happened yesterday. I was driving with my wife and we're listening to some music and I just got an idea, Dom. I thought to myself, you know what I'll put on? The soundtrack of the movie, Grease. (gasps) And we had a wonderful hour's drive. (laughs) My wife, I didn't know, knows everything. Every word of every song in Greece. Well, she's very much a musical theatre woman, wasn't she? But she sang all the parts, <clears throat> didn't let me sing any, even in the duets. Mm. Hopelessly devoted to you, Olivia Newton-John, that is a heartbreakingly brilliant performance. And I mean, some are loving. Fantastic. Grease Lightning, are you kidding me? Brilliant. I like the song, the Rizzo song, which doesn't really tend to feature that highly in other people's likings of the Grease soundtrack. Which one? The the Beauty Skill Beauty no, Skill Dropout? No, that's the Frenchy one. Ah. The Rizzo one is about, you know, I can't remember how it goes, but she's basically saying no one really no. has any oh. faith in me. No one thinks I'm going to do anything. Oh. But I am going to do something. But then she didn't, did no, she? No, she doesn't. She oh. just gets pregnant. Oh, well. That's anyway, so let's move on. Thank you, Gloria. Dominic, yes. would you like to do the first question? It's from Asher in Wales. Okay. Hello, Asher. Great name there. <clears throat> he said, I know that you guys love music. I want to ask you an opinion on CDs, tapes, or vinyl. Do you prefer physical or digital? Should we all go digital and leave physical albums behind? I, myself, I'm in the physical copies camp. I start up a CD collection. I even bought a vinyl last year. If you have them, what are some of your favourite albums or album covers? Whoa, there's a lot of questions here, Asher. Yeah, which all kind of dilutes into the, um, mm-hmm. what do you think about, you know, uh, CDs, tapes, vinyl, mm. um, streaming them. Here, I'll, I'll keep going. Please. Since I'm talking. Asher, here's my thinking here. I think it's brilliant that you can stream virtually any song. Mm. Like I said, I was in the car yesterday and I just said, I'll listen to the album of Grease. Yeah. And Got bang, it. there it goes. It's in the car. It's in my wife's ears and we're both singing along. Brilliant. Now, you couldn't have done that with when it was CDs and certainly not with vinyl. No. And I totally get the vinyl thing. I love, like, when I think about it, when Adam Ant left Adam and the Ants, and he brought out his first solo album, Friend or Foe, I think it was called. I went on the 51 bus into town. I was so excited. And I got the album and I read it, all of it, all the way home. Brilliant. And then I put it on the record player. And that memory is still... Exciting. Yes. But am I ready to start buying new vinyl? Like, I've got all my old vinyl from the know, 80s, I know, 90s I know and you that. do, I know you do. But I don't have a record player just now. Right. And I know if I bought a record player, then I'd be buying vinyl again. Mm. 
Do I want to go down that road? I don't know. I don't know, don't Dom. Know because I can get any music, not all music, but any music. Almost any Almost music. any music. Yeah. Streaming into my ears yeah. whenever I, I fancy. And as long as you get it high quality, make sure you get it high quality. Oh, gosh, yeah. High def. Oh, high def. And most of these companies will now do that. Amazon, Apple. Amazon. I don't know if Apple don't does. Advertise, don't but I don't want to advertise. No. Okay. But maybe I'll go to albums again. But I don't want to have to... I don't need more physical things in my life as well. No, I'm no. Less pressure, less stuff. Stuff. I mean? Now I need to go out and buy more albums. Oh, but I do get how wonderful albums are. Uh, Dominic, really? give me your thoughts. <laughs> that, that amazing uh, line in Fight Club in the book and also features in the in the film, the things you own end up owning you, which yeah. I think is such a simple thing. But it is true. You're like, well... I'd love to go on holiday, or I'd love to move, or I'd love to do this, but I've got that. I've got, and like, do yeah. you really ever have any of those things? It's all passing through, isn't it? And then it's something to worry about. What if somebody comes in and steals all my albums? Right. And my record player. Right. What if somebody comes into my house and steals my record? Zombies come in mm. and steal my record player. You should have written that and presented that to Pete Jackson. You would have been a bazillionaire by now. Everybody would have gone to see that movie. They totally would. A zombie stole my record player. Right, brilliant. Well, t I think tapes are gone, right? I mean, he mentioned tapes. Tapes? Come on, tapes. It's Tape. not... You know, it's not going to happen anymore. I used to be the... It's not, is it? No one's going to be like, ooh, let me get that on tape. But hold on, Dom. <laughs> if I said to you back in the day, Dom, would you make me a mixtape? Mixtape? No, come on. How excited would you have been? Mixtape is fantastic. And I know we went into mixed CDs. It doesn't have the same level nah. of romanticism, mm -hmm. right? I was also the guy in my house that was very good at, like fixing a slightly oh. unspooled tape cassette. You know, my brother would come in and go, this is ruined. I'd be like, whoa, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm ruined. Go get me a pencil. <laughs> Hang on a second. And you'd string An it HB. out. An HB. And you'd, and you'd, all you'd have to do is you'd have to slowly twist it back in without it having any of the twists gone back into the tape. <sighs> so as it goes in, you make sure Flat. that it unspools. And I don't know if you, I think you do know this about me. One of my favorite things ever to do in my life is to untangle stuff. I, isn't that weird? I used to love back when PlayStations were connected to the to the machine, and you had four of them. All four of the controllers. You, oh hello! All four of the controllers used to tangle up, and I used to go over to friends' houses, and they'd say, "Let's play FIFA," and I'd say, "Can I untangle all your controllers first? And they'd be like, "Yeah, we don't want to do that." And I'd be like, "I really want to do that. I and, love it." And then would you just go home? Well, I do find it very soothing. I don't know. It's I don't know what that's about. But anyway, tapes, I think. Tapes is not part of the thing. I do have a record player in my house. I have one. And I still have a record collection, some of which I've commandeered from my parents because they don't listen to records anymore. And it is brilliant to, like, listen to an old, you know, Paul, like, Simon and Garfunkel vinyl from the yeah. mid-60s. Do you know what I mean? That That is amazing. I do love what Spotify has done or any of those kind of music things. What I'll do, same with DVDs, movies, and music, is if I really, really like something, I'll probably go and get a physical copy of it, whether it's a DVD or vinyl or a CD, because I feel like when the zombie apocalypse hits from your mm -hmm. movie, mm -hmm. if, if you can't go online but you have electricity, then you plug in your DVD player and your TV and you can watch yeah. The Wizard of Oz. Well, you don't that, need to stream it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't actually like The Wizard of Oz that much. Do you not? not Even really. when it goes colour? Not really. I don't, I'm not... It's all right. But you know how people are like, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah. It's well, right. it, it needs zombies, doesn't it? It does need zombies, for sure. Lovely question, Asher, and I think we're moving on. It's a complicated question, and we could have done an hour on that, We I could think. have. Hang on, here's Joe. He's going to bust our chops. Oh, gosh, you've got a... Oh, this is just a comment. Do you want to read this, Bills? Yeah, all right. It's from Joe in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Do you know where Wisconsin is? I think it's... On my hand. Uh, so is, uh, New York is your middle finger. Over here. California. I'm going to say just... I'm going to say close to the middle of your hand. Just about here? Yeah. I've got absolutely no idea, Dom. Okay, thanks. 
Joe Wisconsin says, Not to bust your chops. How dare you. But early in the Sunset Yellow episode, you mentioned the American propensity yes. for committing to something with no intention or following through. Mm. That's true, you did say that. I did, though. yeah. That's a keen observation and entirely true. Thank you, Jeff. But unfortunately, you brought up Minnesota as your example of a state you could rely on for directness and honesty. Well, just to clue you in, Minnesota is pretty wildly recognised as the ground zero of saying exactly what you don't mean to keep someone liking you. Mm. Not to generalise, but I think you are generalising here, Joe, but you really can't trust a Minnesotan to really mean what you'd think they'd mean. Mm. For further information, look up the term Minnesota nice. You're doing great work, by the way. Thank you for the podcast, says Joe from Wisconsin. And Wisconsin will tell you exactly what they think. Yeah, thank you, Joe. That's uh, a a shrewd comment there. If anyone from Minnesota would like to get back to us uh, with a comeback on that, please write to us at thefriendshiponion at castmedia.com with a kicking cape. Now, I love it when people say things like that, not to generalise, and then they generalise. You know, it's like when people say, no offence, but... And you're like, well, I'll decide if I get offended. You smell. Yeah, yeah. No offence, but you're kind of an idiot. You're like, well, I'm going to decide if I'm offended I'm by that. There's a great one in England that my dad... Hello, Austin, if you're listening. Hi, Austin. My dad does this all the time, right. and it drives me mental. He goes, I'm not being funny, but... And that basically means I'm going to say something slightly offensive, but I'm hoping that I'll get away with it by saying I'm not being funny, but... So my dad will be like, I'm not being funny, but... You look stupid in those clothes. Does he ever say, like, I'm not being funny, but I will never have a tin of carnation milk, (laughs) condensed milk, milk with Billy Boyd watching a football? My dad is all in. I showed you the picture. He's bought two tins of condensed milk, which I'm assuming, because I know my dad well, he'll probably travel around with on the off chance that you might make it to a small Spanish city that he's in. He's excited. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, because I know your dad, and he's he's a quiet man. He's, he's a lovely quiet, man. Yeah. And I don't feel as if I need any small talk or no, anything. No, no, no. I no. just need two teaspoons, at, at least one tin. Yeah. Two tins. He's treated better, you to a tin each. And we'll just sit and watch the football or you whatever. Put the football on maybe a half, something like that. And I'll just enjoy a tin of. He would. I condensed mean, he, milk with he him. would absolutely love it I've spoken to him about it he's just so you know he's prepped he's already got the condensed milk I'll get the spoons then brilliant all right cool uh, now there's an explanation here of Minnesota nice should we oh. just get like color that uh, yeah go on Don why don't we Minnesota nice is a cultural stereotype applied to the behavior of people from Minnesota implying residents are usually courteous reserved mild-mannered and passive-aggressive. Oh. The phrase also implies polite friendliness, an aversion to open confrontation, a tendency towards understatement, a disinclination to make a direct fuss or stand out, apparent emotional restraint, and self-deprecation. Oh. So it's basically a part of the United States where they don't want to cause a fuss. They just want things to be fine. But I'm interested in that passive-aggressive thing mm, because... Like People like that really interest me. You know, I, th- I, f- I find it quite an art form. I know a couple of people like that who will say things like, oh, your hair is so much better like that. <laughs> so they're basically saying they hated your hair. Yeah, it's a backhanded compliment, isn't it? I like you when you're a bit fatter. Yeah, yeah. That can yeah. it's, it's amazing. Oh, you, you suit that weight now. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that, yeah. I love that. Do you feel better? What about that one? Do you feel better? You feel yeah. better? Or um, last time I saw you, you looked really tired. Yeah. Oh, the tired thing's slightly irritating. Or, or in in Manchester. Yeah. Kind of a collo. I can't say this word very easily. Colloquialism is that right? Collo. <laughs> I can't say. Let's, it, can let's I? work that through. Colloquialism. Colloquialism. Oh, it's an Colloquialism. Yeah. Go for that. A filler comment, right? Is you're right. Which, if you if you extend that, is are you all right? But we say you're right. Yeah. Which is basically like in Scotland. You know, how's it going? But if someone wants to kind of labour the point a little bit, they're like, you're you're all right. Like, 
and how are you coping? I'm, well, I'm not coping with anything. I'm fine. And you get quite a lot of passive aggressive people in Manchester being like, "He'll give you that." You're right. Yeah. You know, yeah. all, all considering, yeah. you know, with your face looking like that and yeah. your body like that, are you, are you all right with it? <laughs> Bastard. We've got a riddle. Someone sent us in a riddle. Oh, I love riddles. I love riddles. Give us that. <clears throat> this riddle comes from Lauren B in Nashua, NH. Where's NH? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Oh my God, I nailed it. I kind of know where New Hampshire is as well. <laughs> Do you? On my hand. I'm going to guess the... Uh, New York, California. The wedding finger. Middle way through the middle wedding finger. Around here? Yeah. Ah, not bad, Tom. I would go up a bit. Oh. I'd go to the top finger oh, nice. up here. And that's where... Near Toronto. That's where everybody looks when they're having, they're having their uh, votes. When they're getting their new president, they always oh. look at New Hampshire. You're my political go-to. Oh, the anyway. West Wing. Here we go. Right. What disappears when you say its name? Now, just use your mind to think about this, because I got it. Remember last time I got it? Yeah, you riddle. did. You worked it out. What, what disappears, disappears when you disappears. say its name? So is it something about, well, you're, you then have the knowledge, so the ah. ignorance has disappeared, but that's not. Well, not I think you're on the right line, sir, though. So what disappears when you say its name? Name. Its name. It's name. A ghost doesn't it's disappear when you say it's name. It's not, it's not no. something like a shadow. John, do you know the answer and you're keeping it from us? Are we in the right ballpark? Yeah, you're like outside the ballpark. Like you, do, you, don't, you don't have the knowledge, so you have ignorance, and ignorance is it, disappears. Is it like a concept? It's I'd say name. that's a little bit further outside the ballpark. Okay. Could you give us a clue? Is it an actual thing that you could pick up and grab hold of, or is it an idea? Is it a noun? No. It's not a noun, so it's no, an no, idea. No, no, that doesn't help, because I don't know the difference between a noun, a verb, an adverb, an adjective. I don't know. A noun you can touch. A chair. A table. What's a, a pronoun? City. What is that? A pronoun is... A positive noun. He, she... He, she... Uh, yeah, your pronouns. I don't understand. You just have well. to know. Adjective, adverb. I don't... Mad libs? I was terrible. It's not something that you can hold on to. What, disappe what disappears when you say its name? I think it is something like ignorance or like... Yeah, but he's saying that's outside the ballpark. It's not fear. Or... A little outside the ballpark. I didn't say Come on, give us ballpark. a clue, John. Give Don't us a, be how such can a you cruel clue, taskmaster. Give us a clue, something vague. Um, oh, he's thinking, he's really thinking. Uh, Actually, have a good clue, give me a second. Oh, hold on, he's got a good clue, if we yeah, could just hold on. You can think about it for a second. Uh, Okay. Hang on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a very kind of general clue. Okay. Simon and Garfunkel. Silence. What disappears when you say its name? Because there is no silence because you've said the word. What disappears? So it's silent, Bills. Silence. And you go, silence. Now you've created a sound. There is no silence. You've created a sound. It's filled the void. But what if there was like workmen outside? while you were trying to think of that name. And like they were digging up the street. Bring it back, Mike. Bring it back. Hold up a second, Mike. Watch his legs. Watch his legs. Watch his legs. Bring me the pneumatic drill. I don't have it. Hey, up on the crane. Come down here. Johnny's busting his ankle. You gotta get on the drill. Shut your face. So there's that type of noise going on. So there's no silence. Hello, listener, my old friend. I've come to talk to you again. <laughs> Listen. I think she was, she was kind of writing in as uh, imagining uh, Michael Allegra in space. Ah, oh, lovely. Well, I love it. There you go. It's a good riddle, Laura. And you can we use appreciate that. what you're saying. Bills, we've run out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to use that riddle with your friends, there is no copyright. You can go ahead. Go ahead and use it. Listen, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you want to send us a food item that you want us to try out on Billy and Dom Eat the World, it would be great if we could actually get hold of it in Los Angeles, California, here. Send us an email, friendshiponion at castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. Or you can send us a voicemail to speakpipe 
Facebook.com forward slash The Friendship Onion. Leave your comments on our YouTube channel. And if you rate, review, and subscribe, as I think you've seen Billy and I put up some of your uh, reviews on our social media. Thank you for that. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Toodles. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.